this is the Wellnergy Podcast. I'm Sarah Pickin-Brown, Integrated Movement Specialist, Wellness Coach of 20 years, and former pro athlete. Every week, we get down and dirty with all things fitness, nutrition, and mental health related, with an array of special guests who share their incredible stories, nuggets of advice, and answer your burning questions. So grab that drink, get comfy, and let's dive on in. went live with the tickets on the 18th of February. So if you want to make sure that you're there and that you do actually have the opportunity of getting there, go on to the Wellnergy website, which is wellnergy.co.uk for the 4th and the 5th of September in Cornbury Park in Oxfordshire. We also have registrations open for the digital online event which is running on the 13th of June so make sure that you get there for that. Now our next guest, our special guest for today, she is going to be at both events. This is a wonderful opportunity for you to get to know her and just dive a little deeper into the whys and wherefores of wellness with her in her yoga journey. Um, She has been working and teaching uh, as a yoga teacher uh, in London And she's been a yogi since the age of 13, when her mum introduced her to the wonderful practice of yoga. As with most artists, this global pandemic has been devastating, and we'll find out a little bit more about that. But first of all, all the way from North London, I'd like to introduce our wonderful yoga teacher, Kate Cooper. Welcome. Nice to have you here. Hello, thank you for having me. It's wonderful. How are things going during this pandemic for you? Oh, well, you know, it's been up and down, the cliche, the roller coaster. <laughs> um, I mean, as you know, as a health professional yourself, uh, it was, it's usually go, go, go in the London world of traveling around to teach various classes and various locations. And then suddenly, kaboom and you are on your sofa and you are thinking whoa what do I do now what do I do next um and there were there were various anxieties flowing through like first of all how do I earn money uh because at that time self-employed people just didn't have a clue what they were going to do there there was no announcement from the government so there was that rent to pay um and then there was this kind of mass movement in the in the especially yoga world I mean that's my that's my echo chamber so I'm not really sure what it was like for other fitness um professionals but this mass movement online to become the next yoga with Adrienne (laughs) or Kat Methan and in my head that was something you know I was going to be a YouTube yoga star way down (laughs) the line that's not ready for that yet um but yeah so you were kind of seeing all your friends go uh google google invites and zoom and all these different platforms to take your teaching online and i just had i had I had about a week where i was just like no 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 not no not me um and then because you know you have that horrible nasty comparison thing with the whole thing of like, oh, I should be doing this. And, um, but I really gave myself time to figure it out properly, got myself online, 
did it stage by stage and actually allowed myself to be proud of each stage that I took um, to then slowly develop my life online as a yoga teacher. What were the biggest challenges for you with, with getting yourself online? What did you find held you back most? I've only been teaching about a year and a half uh, from my training, yoga teacher training. And in my head, I was like, in my classes, I'm in this safe bubble with all these safe people sharing this energy that's contained with this in this room. And I trusted myself in that setting and I trusted what I had to offer um, because it was kind of live and it was with the people and I had instant feedback. And um, whereas there was this weird thing of it being online, being something that was a bit out of control and I... I, it was really exposing and what I was quite amazed about us as human beings all last year is you adapt and you suddenly go oh I did it and that was fine and and again this moment of pride that a week before or a month before or whatever like you weren't even considering doing anything like that and then that the, the force that pushed you into it was like oh I, I survived that so yeah that the the fear of the unknown was yeah was mainly the issue I know for myself being being a yoga teacher but also I've, I've taught many different styles of, of training and dance and um, strength and conditioning and all sorts of things each has its own nuance nuanced way of actually getting the information across and working with energy levels in in that particular space and with the clients that are in front of you whether it's one-on-one -on -one or whether it's a group setting and one of the key things going through my own yoga teacher training and also understanding yoga as a form of expression and also a form of um, introspection is that you do go inwards. It's not about the exterior and the outward presentation. It's about what's going on inside. And you actually turn inwards both as a practitioner and as a teacher, you invite that in your students. So I'm, I'm wondering as, as a, an actress, and then going on to this medium, which is like a TV channel. It is TV, basically. You're not in the room with people. Uh, how did you find that transition of being almost in a performance space, but yet still honouring your yoga teaching? Yes, I mean, point. That is a good point. And it it was a very strange shift and part of the reason why it was so scary was because in the room in a studio you're not really aware of your voice and you're not really aware of how you look and sound and are you are kind of giving yourself to your students which a bit like when you're on stage i don't know who i am kate cooper i am that character just giving myself to the people who are there looking and and and, and taking me as it were <laughs> whether they want to or not um and this this sudden shift to me hearing myself way too much <laughs> way too much oh, back on the old zoom um and seeing myself as well made it way too much about me but it was actually more exposing than any acting and performing and public stuff I've ever done before so yeah that was a really big trouble and it's only been recently and this is like what 
nearly a year down the line of mm. launching into this platform that I have found a sense of comfort with what I'm delivering online mm. and uh, who I am with these students. Um, so yeah, I mean, would like- you say that, Would you say that you've, I mean, obviously you've evolved in your teaching and you've evolved in your, your confidence with, with your teaching in a different format. Do you think that this pandemic for all of its bad aspects and all of its challenges, do you think that there's a positive to this experience that you can take away? 100%, and I've actually been, to, I was actually on a Zoom call with a bunch of yoga friends that we all work at um, a studio together and we had a catch up and I then had a conversation with my mum, my dear mum, about, yeah. yes, we are all very quick to moan about this experience because it has been hell. It has been, really difficult and devastating for a lot of people um but for me to keep sane um i have had to cling on to the positive bits mm. <laughs> and my gosh if i actually acknowledge them they've been um, they have been uh, uh, not saying i'm i'm flying high and i'm loving life but i've grown so much as a teacher and a person because of my because of what i've learned as a teacher um given me a sense of courage in my own skin and my own body um and that also the time that i've given myself to meditate which i never really really dedicated to a practice before lockdown i was always too busy flying off i, I didn't find it important and then i realized how important it really is to give yourself time to try and empty your mind and it's not always it's not always perfect sometimes it really is just sitting there with all these thoughts that you then have time to compartmentalize because you've given yourself the space to sit down i think there's this misunderstanding about yoga that it's all only light and love and stretching and that you can't do it if you're not able to have that positive mental attitude but honestly, if I, the, the biggest thing that I've experienced with yoga in, in the lockdown uh, is, is sitting with the difficulties of myself and the world and my life and the way I respond <laughs> to the world and life. Um, Just fundamentally, the whole, the whole purpose of yoga as a practice, isn't it? It's about to look, to look at the dark and the shadows as much as be able to honour the light as well. Mm -hmm. members of the yoga community here in London who have a very powerful voice um, do talk about the misappropriation of yoga within the West and I'm really interested to to know what your take of that is and and where you think it's gone wrong. Mm. Well um, I listened to a very one I, I did a teacher training I used my time productively. Um, I did a teacher training and one of the teachers suggested a podca podcast called Yoga is Dead. I know it sounds very... Uh, um, Doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very much still alive, but you know, the <laughs> title gets you, uh, gets you hooked. Um, and it's by two South Asian um, American yoga teachers. Mm -hmm. And they really opened my eyes to... Uh, bringing the traditions of yoga that aren't just the asana, that aren't just the poses, um, and to use the practice to better yourself, to better your life, and therefore to better other people in the world. 
um really really suggest it it's quite it's quite a lot it's quite hard hitting in terms of realizations of things but it really helped me therefore look to yoga further and deeper than the, the physical and unfortunately as you were saying in the west there's a lot of kind of lululemon clad yoga studio things that that people think that that's what yoga is Mm, Um, you have to be wearing the right outfit but self-awareness is what keeps me feeling good about myself in this in this world so that I don't get lost in um my own anxieties or my own troubles and and yoga is really helping me kind of stay connected and stay grounded to what's going on (laughs) in the world and my life and uh I don't think I would have been so I don't think I would have been so aware if I didn't have the yoga practice basically I think that's a that's a really good takeaway for anyone who is either starting their journey with yoga or uh, perhaps has come to a stale point or a sticking point with their yoga is that it's all part of the journey it's all part of the learning and as long as you're going inward then that introspection will come with its own gems as you move through your physical practice but also your own emotional and spiritual journey as well so that's that's a really good takeaway i think Welcome back to the Wellnergy podcast. I'm Sarah Pick and Brown here in central London, and we are joined all the way in North London by the gorgeous Kate Cooper, yoga teacher and actress extraordinaire. Kate, welcome back. So, you were talking to us a moment ago uh, before the break about your journey into the yoga practice and that you started very much with the physical practice and through time and over time and, and your development you have found that yoga is so much more. You mentioned that you started yoga at the age of 13. And to quote you, you've said yoga is not just about downward facing dog. It helps you ask more questions off the mat about yourself and the world. So tell me about your yoga journey and what was your biggest light bulb moment most recently uh, on the mat that is impacting you off the mat? So when I was a teenager, as you say, 13, way back then, um, my mother, I'm trying to think if she'd already discovered yoga, I think she had, um, but she introduced me to a teen yoga class and um, 
at that point I had kind of stopped most of my I'd stopped gymnastics and I'd stopped kind of after school clubs and I was a bit of a moody teenager so I think mum was like scared to the yoga class <laughs> um and yeah I, I I loved it even though I don't even know if I would have said that at the time I think it it, it invoked a uh, kind of understanding that I love to use my body and and be in my body um but I didn't therefore do it as a six day uh, six day week what am I saying I didn't do it every day for the rest of my life I I oh, in fact I did I do remember teaching it to some people in my class for one PE session and I have no idea how I got permission to do that <laughs> nor what that class was like but I just remember being like yeah I'm going to do a yoga session for PE session so yeah then I then I lost it um as a kind of further into my teens because you know boys and booze um I did a bit of it at drama school um in classes and uh, in classes within the the course and then did a few classes here and there um, outside at studios and stuff but then I began to lose my way a little bit um kind of at the end of drama school and and for a few years after drama school um and I was working in hospitality in uh in London and I don't know if anyone knows what I mean <laughs> by that but you can you can kind of get lost in the long hours the long drinking sessions after work that sometimes just lead on to the next day and um yeah I lost my way in who I was why I was living and what I was living for I'd say um at the time I didn't think I was unhappy at the time I was like this is fun <laughs> um, as you do when you're in your 20s exactly <laughs> early 20s you're like I'm a Londoner I'm a drama school graduate <laughs> slowly started to dawn on me that life wasn't actually going the way I wanted it I wasn't the person who I wanted to be and I decided to go back to yoga because I wasn't happy in physically I kind of put on weight not that that matters but you know when you don't feel right in yourself and yeah I was just a bit lost and I started going to yoga and I was like oh my goodness this I forgot how amazing this is and I didn't really know why it was amazing and then the yoga was the thing that was making me happy and people were picking up on it and they were saying why don't you train as yoga teacher and like flippantly at the time I was like yes yeah, I mean it's a good idea I had no real idea of what the practice was what it could do to me with with the with the dedication oh my gosh it from day one it was revelatory is that the way, the way you say it revelation it. we'll we'll go with that revelatory even if you've made up a new word I'll, I'll, i think i might use that in the future yes and it really has changed my life for 150 percent the better mm -hmm. um what was and, the biggest change in your in your view um the space that it creates around your self your heart your mind that doesn't feel scary is the the real benefit because that's where 
you get to ask those questions about yourself, about your life, about the world that help you stay grounded and stable. Before that, I'd fill that space with booze and idle chat. <laughs> Which a lot of people do, you know, it's it's a fairly it's a fairly common response generally. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I'm not pure now. I still drink, um, but I don't need to to run away from myself anymore. Yeah. And so it's get yoga's given you the stillness to sit with yourself in whichever state you may be in whether it's previously challenging or not and you can actually be with you because mm. yeah I mean there's a reason why I mean apart from the fact that you're you're, you're young you're, you're in your 20s and you live in London you work in hospitality and that's it's fun there was a reason why I did lose myself some people can pull themselves out of that and push themselves in the right direction without yoga but I I needed yoga. I mean, I did get um, CBT as well. That did help. Um, but I don't think it would have helped if I wasn't doing yoga at the same time, if I wasn't working on myself. So it sounds like you've gone through quite a journey that's had a very holistic approach in, in healing for, for yourself. Yeah. The yoga has also helped me with my acting. I mean, I because of the, the 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 hedonistic years shall we say um i did lose Not a like you've got some stories there <laughs> i have to hear i think that we need to have a revisit with you on and listen to some of these hedonistic stories that you have. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to go back into the annals of <laughs> Dark, maybe, dark. Not, maybe not for today we're just we're just introducing you to uh, our lovely listeners but you know once they get to know you a little bit more it might come out i lost my mojo yeah. and ironically the year um the year i went professional yoga teacher after training was the year and then the following year leading was the year i started getting work as an actor again mm -hmm. and 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 then lockdown happened <laughs> in fact i was literally about to start rehearsing a play um oh, in no. London, the week the week um lockdown was announced so it, it's just but instead of being all like, oh, for God's sake, that's not fair. How dare the universe do that to me? I was just kind of like amazed that it really is true that like positivity breeds positivity. <laughs> you cannot deny. And again, not to be like, everyone's got to be positive all the time because it's not possible. But, mm. but if you have the space in your life that you're not trying to fill with avoidance then you look towards the moments that you can be productive or positive and 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 do yourself a justice or a service and and also absolutely that where, where you actually have some level of control in being able to shift or change things um for the better for yourself something like a global pandemic is so far out of everyone's control you kind of just have to say well we're in it and we'll exactly. do as we can whilst we're in it and then see what happens. Because we're changing it. Answers. Yeah, absolutely. The Me Too mm -hmm. movement, you as an actress and you as a yoga teacher, what does it mean to you? Well, it's funny because like a lot of women, I would imagine, 
throughout the 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 the, the exposure we would go oh that's so bad those poor women oh my gosh how could they have gone through that thank goodness this has been exposed and then slowly you start to go oh hang on that shouldn't have happened to me actually also shouldn't have happened to me so yeah technically I am hashtag me too obviously well not obviously but um for me massively scaled down I'm not revealing some dark trauma here it's it's but stuff that shouldn't have happened that can that can be added to the list of me too that you realize huh, okay um and it wasn't just in the performance world it was in the hospitality world and the world, <laughs> just my life as a woman. Um, Having worked in hospitality in London during my 20s, there were many times where Me Too was, oh, there, there and then some was horrendous right. in my work environment. So, you know, I hear you on that, definitely. There's some, there's some work to be done. And yeah. Um, so in terms of the yoga industry, I am, I'm, I'm very aware of the, 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 the kind of shift in how, I mean, we, we yoga teachers, we like to touch people a lot. We like to adjust. Mm. And when I started training, there was very, very, very kind of delicate lectures on the appropriate ways to adjust people. Mm. Um, and and yeah, it was just, that was just like the germination, the germinating of the whole, should we be touching people? Mm. Which now it, the conversation is actually, if you can't direct someone vocally, verbally, then you have no, no right really to be in the room. You shouldn't need to touch someone. Well, I mean, now we can't. It, it's made me question, but it's not about, it's not just about me. It's about protecting the vulnerable. It's about protecting um yeah people that wouldn't wouldn't be like to be touched whether they've received trauma whether they've experienced trauma or not some people just don't want to be touched (laughs) and and so yeah that was that's a huge thing a learning topic for me to be like you cannot you cannot make those assumptions you cannot make those assumptions that someone wants you to adjust them for new teachers um, coming into the yoga world, having traversed that particular uh, part of your journey, what would be the two biggest pointers that you would like to take this opportunity to share with, with new, either brand new teachers that are literally just about to step foot into the professional world or those that are looking to start their journey? They're thinking about becoming a yoga teacher and they're just toying with the idea. What would you say? Well, very important. Here's one thing you don't need to become, you don't need to do the training. Sorry, you don't have to want to teach to do the training. The training can be a a journey, a learning for yourself, and you might never want to become a professional yoga teacher. So don't ever go, oh, I don't think I want to teach, therefore I'm not going to do the training because it's life-changing whether you teach or not um so yeah encourage the trainings um for me what's been the most valuable 
well, not the most valuable, one of the most valuable things about becoming a teacher is the, the community that I've entered into. Um, and strangely, the community that has grown because of the internet and COVID, discovering teachers across the, the globe. Um, but for me, the friends and the yoga family that I've made are so important. In terms of launching yourself as a yoga business, which unfortunately is the way it is. Like, if you want to use it as your sole primary way of making money, you have to look like a business. And it's the one thing that I've struggled with hugely. It's what I struggled with it with acting as well, of being like, here, here's my package, take me. <laughs> um, but in terms of slowly picking up classes because that's the best way you'll learn make friends go to as many studios as you can i know it gets expensive but the good thing about currently what's good is that you can do it online for slightly cheaper um so get to know teachers so important to get to know teachers and and not just for the sake of being like how can i use you but get to know teachers that you respect and that teach you stuff and talk to them. And, and also I, I would add a chime into that, that, you know, the, because the industry, from my experience anyway, and this, this is from the fitness industry generally as well, it is an unregulated force. It is a force um, that's earning people and businesses trillions around the world annually. Um, and with that amount of uh, power uh, that is unregulated, unre there is an awful lot of shenanigans and shifty, shady stuff that goes on. And particularly when it comes to yoga teachers, they do get the rough end of the stick and, and, and the fitness professionals generally get the rough end of the stick and being, um, you know, worked and not paid harder and longer hours than, than perhaps is, is right in a normal business setting that has regulations around it. So, um, you know, from my experience, being able to talk to people within the industry that are part of your network and that you trust and ask questions like, hey, you know, when you were working for so-and-so, did this happen? Is this normal? Is this what they do? And then, you know, it just, it what it starts to do is it, um, it brings balance back when you talk and you communicate, which I think is really important. And it puts the power back in the teacher's hands where perhaps in the past, and this is something that I've noticed as well with the pandemic, that the power that was so far misaligned with teachers and how they were paid and how they were treated um, by studios generally, or by gyms, um, has now been brought back closer to being aligned and balanced where it had been so far off previous to the pandemic. Now, the, the places that host the sessions and the, the classes don't have quite the same amount of power because people can't go there. Yeah. So the teachers still remain and the teachers are still the value that people seek. Uh, and it's just meant, as far as I can see, that there, there's a lot more balance that's been brought back and, and equity that's been brought back within the industry overall. So I agree with you completely on that. Yeah. And Kate, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. It sounds like the external journey has been a big part of the journey and now 
moving forward as a teacher, but also as a, as a practitioner yourself, you're going further and further into the inner journey. So the pandemic has brought some positives for you at least, and hopefully it has for other people as well. Before we do go, I know that people will be wanting to find you, um, whether it is for your classes or both when we go to the physical classes, but prob probably also for some online classes as well. Where can they find you? Um, currently, I teach for a, a lovely studio in North London called Bind. I teach for them on Monday night at 7.30, kind of fairly punchy vinyasa flow and then a quick 45 minute vinyasa flow in the morning at 7.15 on a Thursday. I teach for more yoga on their YouTube online. Um, and then yeah, looking forward to what's ahead with Wellnergy, uh, the digital events, and then not that I'm wishing my life away, but come on September. <laughs> I know, right? I can't wait till September. The weather's going to be better. People are going to be able to get out and socialize with each other. And obviously we've got well and Gina, what are you bringing to the digital event? And what are you bringing to the physical event in September? Digital event, I'm very excited. It's all very mysterious, but well, um, there'll be some, yeah, good chats. Um, hopefully I'll bring some. Um, and then some yin i think i'll be doing some here a little birdie was telling me that there was going to be a yin practice nice juicy yin um which again a lot of people have a kind of fear about yin because they feel it's only about pain but it's not oh. um so yeah yin can be the most tranquil releasing blissful delicious practice there is and I love yin. Sounds like a good piece of chocolate cake. Oh, right? <laughs> and then you can have chocolate cake after. So Ooh. I'll be bringing some rocket, which is the physical practice that I fell in love with when I came back to yoga. Um, um, and it's the thing that's that got me strong. A little blurb about rocket is that it's based on the Ashtanga um, series mm -hmm. and but it, it takes out most of the contortion stuff and puts a lot of strength stuff in it means that you can do crow without having to go to series two of ashtanga and you can do the arm balances and you can figure out whether you want to do pincher and you you fling yourself up to handstands if there are walls available and it's fun and it's the the, the it's like the the daredevil of the yoga world i will bring an accessible version of um rocket to the festival um yeah and just get you get a chance to ha like laugh in yoga oh, i think sometimes people think that it's very serious and you have to have your meditation face on but serious you have an absolute lull by falling on your bum in a <laughs> and i just yeah can't wait for hopefully some sunshine the food food's going to be incredible we yeah, have a whole food. amazing um street food section running throughout the weekend now i do have to mention before we do leave you uh that you can find kate on instagram kate it's been an absolute pleasure having a chat to you and we look forward to chatting again thank bye. you so much bye